All right, welcome to this week's episode of BusinessWise. This is a podcast series for entrepreneurs interested in expanding through learning and applying the management system discovered and developed by humanitarian, philosopher, and administrator, Mr. L. Ron Hubbard. Okay, we are down to the last two points of insanity in groups. The aberrations that are the keys to achieving sanity in groups. We have covered the first nine points in the last nine weeks, one point per episode. And if you haven't listened to those yet, I urge you to, though, as always, our intention with each episode is that they can stand alone. So you don't have to listen to the earlier episodes. If you don't feel like it, you'll still learn a lot from this one. But why not give them a listen? Okay. So we at Wise East US are very pleased at the steady growth of listenership to BusinessWise. Most of all, we love hearing your successes from listening, whether you leave a comment, write us an email at info at wiseeastus.org, or just give us a like. I might add, we also love hearing your wins when you tell us on telephone. We get a lot of those, but when you write them to us, they end up being very valuable because we can pass them along to others. Okay, enough about that. We have an episode to deliver here, and today's episode actually addresses one of my favorite topics, and it might well be my favorite topic out of the 11 points of group sanity from Mr. Hubbard. Again, the article we are using for reference is written by L. Ron Hubbard, and it's entitled Group Sanity, and its date is 14 December 1970. Just to recap the earlier nine points we've already covered, they are number one, hiring, number two, training, number three, apprenticeships, number four, utilization, number five, production, number six, promotion, number seven, sales, number eight, delivery, and number nine, finance, which we covered last week. Now, there's a reason I keep going over this list with you. Mr. Hubbard states in this article, and I quote from him here, quote, these 11 types of aberration gone mad are the main points through which any group succumbs. Therefore, these 11 points kept sane guarantee a group's survival. L. Ron Hubbard. Do you see? You should know these 11 points by heart and be thinking with them constantly. Because aberrations in these areas are the difficulty you're having with any group, any community, country, even a planet. Listen to these episodes again once we've reached the end. And of course, if you have access to Mr. Hubbard's writings, read the article carefully and in full. This is very, very critical stuff. And these points point the way not only to sanity and survival, but prosperity and success in achieving your goals and purposes. So don't take them lightly. Know them very, very well and be alert for their derangement. Now, just to clarify one term here, I want to define the word aberration as Mr. Hubbard uses it here in case you're not familiar. He defines it as, quote, a departure from rational thought or behavior from the Latin aberare, to wander from, Latin ab away, errare, to wander. It means basically to err to make mistakes, or more specifically, to have fixed ideas which are not true. The word is also used in its scientific sense. It means departure from a straight line. If a line should go from A to B, then if it is aberrated, it would go from A to some other point, 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 point, and finally arrive at B. Taken in its scientific sense, it would also mean a lack of straightness 
or to see crookedly, as, an example, a man sees a horse but thinks he sees an elephant. Aberrated conduct would be wrong conduct or conduct not supported by reason. L. Ron Hubbard. So this is a very descriptive, very valuable term. I think we all know how aberrated groups can be, right? Who doesn't? Just look anywhere you want to these days. But it's important to understand the factors that make a group insane so that you can remedy them. And there are essentially 11 of them. And today we're going to cover number 10, which is justice. Now, look, I'm sure I don't have to sell you very hard on how crazy justice can get. But let's hear about this from Mr. Hubbard. Okay, so this now is from the article, Group Sanity. Mr. Hubbard says the following. Under the name of justice, aberrated man accomplishes fantastic injustices. The upstat is hit. What's an upstat? An upstat is someone whose statistics are rising, somebody who's contributing to survival. So he says the upstat is hit. The downstat let go. Rumors are accepted as evidence. Police forces and power are used to enforce the injustices contained in one to nine above. He's referring to the earlier points now, one to nine. Suppressive justice is used as an ineffectual but savage means of meeting situations actually caused by the earlier listed psychoses. You understand that? So where you don't have your hiring in, where you don't have your training in, where you don't have apprenticeship in, where you don't utilize people correctly, where they're not enforcing and encouraging production, where there is no promotion, where sales are out of whack, where delivery is not occurring, where finance is crazy. How do we handle all that? Justice. Justice. Let's slay them all. Hang them. Right? This is what Mr. Hubbard, this is the point he's making here. So he says, suppressive justice is used as an ineffectual but savage means of meeting situations actually caused by the earlier listed psychoses. When abuses on one to nine make things go wrong, and they're going to make things go wrong, when abuses on one to nine make things go wrong, the social aberration then introduces suppressive injustices as an effort to cure. Revolt and war are magnified versions of injustices. Excess people kill them off in a war. These are Mr. Howard's words. Excess people kill them off in a war. A third dynamic psychosis. Remember, third dynamic is a dynamic, the urge to survive with and as groups. A third dynamic psychosis is a substitute of violence for reason. That's all capital letters and bears repeating. A third dynamic psychosis is a substitute of violence for reason. Look at all the examples of this going on in the world today. Look at all the violence, the shootings, the wars, the riots. What is, where are these coming from? Efforts to bring about justice, insane efforts to bring about justice, suppressive injustice. Why? Because these earlier points, people aren't being hired, they're not being trained, there is no apprenticeship, so nobody, there's no continuity in any organization, people are being misutilized, there is no production being demanded, 
the promotion stinks, sales is crazy, delivery, who cares, finance, oh good, this is a playground we can just manipulate all we want to for unethical reasons. All these earlier points go out one by one or all together or in some formulation in, in groups, large or small, and the answer is justice. But it's not sane justice, it's aberrated justice. It's insane justice. It's a point of group sanity. And instead of reason prevailing, violence prevails. All right, so now let's take a look at some of Mr. Hubbard's definitions for the term justice. And the first one is from an article of his from 15 November 1972. He states, the action of the group against the individual when he has failed to get his own ethics in. Now, in earlier podcasts, we've defined ethics from Mr. Hubbard as ethics are reason. People are producing or involved in ethical actions. They're generally rational actions. Unethical actions are quite destructive. It's a great way to ruin a marriage, for instance, to, uh, to start an, an extramarital relationship. It's a great way to ruin a business to uh, be engaged in criminal activity and stealing and embezzlement and so forth. These are unethical actions. And uh, a lot of times I've observed the members confuse the subject of ethics and justice. Mr. Hubbard then specifies here, ethics is, quote, the action of the group against the individual when he has failed to get his own ethics in. So there's a difference between ethics and justice. Ethics is personal. You do it because you feel it's ethical, it's rational, and you are operating on that basis. But if you don't, don't be too shocked if the group decides to take a justice action against one. Okay, so uh, definition number two. He has five definitions within this definition. One, moral rightness, equity, justice. These are pretty much standard definitions. Two, honor, fairness, Number three, good reason. How about that? Four, fair handling, due reward or treatment. That's called justice. You know, I got promoted. That's justice. I got thrown in jail. That's justice, depending upon, of course, whether it was uh, fair and whether I was in accordance with uh, moral rightness and good reason. Okay. Five, the administration and procedure of the law. Okay. So that's justice. And we're kind of talking about that definition right now. Uh, that's from an article, 3 May 1972. Uh, the final definition I'll give you here from an article, 24 February 1972, fair and equitable treatment for both the group and individual. I think that's a very uh, valuable definition because it points out that the fair and equitable treatment is not just for the individual, it's also for the group. And it's not just for the group, it's also for the individual. So Mr. Hubbard points that out here. Uh, that's Mr. Hubbard. This is from Oxford. Late Old English, Iustizi. Interesting. Iustizi, late Old English, which means administration of the law via Old French from Latin, justicia, from justice, see just, which comes from Latin justice, from jus, just, J-U-S, law, right, it's just, it's just, it's right, it's law. Okay, so that's the derivation of the word justice. All right, now going back to the article, Mr. Hubbard goes on to say this, without justice, there can be no real organization. That's the first sentence from his article, the section on justice. You know, you got members like, I don't know, I don't like to, you know, enforce things. I don't want to be too forceful. I don't want to be this. I don't want to be that. Look, he makes this point. First line of this section of the article, he says, without justice, there can be no real organization. Just get over it, okay? But of course, justice can get a bad name because it's aberrated. It's, it's badly used. Let's go on with the article. Hubbard says, even a government owes its people 
an operating climate in which human transactions and business can occur. Boy, don't you wish your, our government would do that? Like, who can trust who around here? You know, justice is so not present in our current society that, you know, you just, the best you can hope for is never to fall in the hands of uh, the justice system because it's probably going to be cracked and wacky and uh, who knows? You know, you might be filing the complaint and you end up in jail. You know, it's that crazy. Okay. So people, people don't feel safe. It's not that easy to do business. It's not that easy to trust others. It's not easy to know that if I engage in business with this person and it goes off the rails, that the justice system will put it back on the rails because the justice system is so unreliable. I, I hate to be so critical, but uh, it's obvious. He goes on to say this. Where insane and criminal individuals operate unchecked in the community, justice is uncertain and harsh. Yeah. I'll talk about the Wild West. Might have had better justice back there. At least you could meet it out yourself. You could operate under your own sense of justice. Right now, it's pretty nutty. We watch criminals getting off the hook. We're watching criminals. Uh, this recent case, Jeffrey Epstein and his, his colleagues getting uh, finally caught for their crimes. Uh, but all the individuals, where do we hear about the individuals who participated in those crimes? That's all been swept under the carpet. That's very clearly not justice being administered, um, justice favoring those, uh, I guess, who have power or influence, or at least think they do. The point is that justice in this uh, country as of right now and probably elsewhere in the world, it's uncertain. And it can be very, very harsh. It goes on to say this, the society in which the insane rise to positions of power becomes a nightmare. Ain't that the truth? He makes this point very important. Justice is a difficult subject. Man handles it badly. Mr. Hubbard is acknowledging here that justice is it's a rough one, man. You know, it'd be nice to be Solomon and be able to mete out justice single-handedly and have all that wisdom. Uh, we need a Solomon pretty much in every company, really. You need to be a Solomon. You know, you need to be able to understand man and understand what is ethical and what is justice. It takes work to do this properly. I mean, I watch amongst the members. Uh, just the other day, I had uh, one of my members... Uh, who has tremendous difficulty getting qualified teammates on his team, looking for employees that he can really, really work with. A brand new employee started working for him. And uh, one little mess up called me up the next day and said, uh, this person's not working out. I'm going to you know, basically fire her. What? Like, barely has she started. What hatting has been done? What training has been done? What apprenticeship has been done? Is zero. And yet, you know, okay, we're getting bloody minded. Why? Because maybe other things are going wrong. You follow? So anyway, Mr. Robert says, justice cannot occur until insanity can be detected and cured. I'm going to repeat that. And you guys can draw your own conclusions from that. But wow, justice cannot occur until insanity can be detected and cured. Who can detect insanity? There are psychotics in positions of great influence in this country. And whoever labels them as insane, they're undetected. And yet you have, you know, these tests for insanity and, you know, wow, this person murdered three or four people. Let's see if we can test them for insanity. I think they're pretty much done their test. 
I think they flunked that test for sanity. They murdered three or four people. Well, we're going to use insanity as a defense. What kind of a defense is insanity? You got to be insane to be so cruel and vicious to others and so on. Anyway, point is that in society today, of course, uh, amongst us, we're getting pretty good at detecting insanity and we're getting and we're very, very, very good at curing it within our group. But um, at large, it's completely random. We have children being medicated for being children. For, for being active and for being busy and for being, uh, you know, interested in all these various different things. And, you know, next thing you know, they're hyperactive and they need to be medicated. Where's the test for sanity or insanity? There is no test. And if there is insanity, where's the cure? No cure. Where has medication, drugging or electric shock ever cured anyone? Show me someone. Okay, you look around in your own experience to see if these things actually work. So... Obviously, justice becomes a very difficult subject amongst men because justice cannot occur until insanity can be detected and cured. So until uh, such things become more prevalent in society, uh, many of my listeners know that there are handlings for insanity. Uh, We deliver them all the time and we make uh, insane people sane. But uh, the bottom line is, Justice cannot occur until insanity can be detected and cured. But you can certainly work at it, right? Even until such time as that happens. He says, the whole task of justice is to defend the honest man. Therefore, the target of justice is the establishment of a sane society. Huh, ever thought about that? What's the objective of justice? What's the purpose? He says, the target of justice is is the establishment of a sane society. goes on to say, the inability to detect or cure the insane destroys civilizations. You want to know why Egypt is in dust, that ancient civilization, the Roman civilization, the Greek civilization, the Chinese civilization, all from the same source. The inability to detect or cure the insane destroys civilizations. And it will destroy your company. And let's bring it back to enterprises. Your inability to detect or cure the insane, normally you're not in the business of curing the insane in your own company, but you certainly must be able to detect and handle it, right? He says the inability to detect or cure the insane destroys civilizations. Justice is an effort to bring equity and peace. When one cannot detect and cure insanity, then sooner or later, justice actions will become unjust and be used by the insane. So guess what happens when you can't detect uh, and cure insanity? Sooner or later, the subject of justice falls in the hands of the insane, and then you really got a problem, okay? Because then injustice is everywhere. Then uh, finally, he says this, To us, justice is the action necessary to restrain the insane until they are cured. After that, it would be only an action of seeing fair play is done. Isn't that a nice objective? Wouldn't that be great if all justice had to do was to make sure that fair play is done? Make sure you aren't cheating, not being naughty, not being uh, off the rails. You got a justice system that just sort of, okay, man, can't go that way. That's not ethical. That's not moral. That's not abiding by the law. Nudging back over in line. Keep everything clean. Keep everything fair. That would be ideal. But we're a long ways from that. There's a lot of uh, abuses of justice, a lot of injustice, a lot of rampant insanity, undetected, uncured, 
That's the environment we are currently building our organizations in, our businesses in. One day we hope to change all that. But until then, justice is a necessary factor in building your organization and you need to get as good at it as you can be. The saner you are and the more trained you are to detect insanity and deal with it, the more justice will be prevalent in your own organization. Remember that. So your own training and your own study of these subjects is critical to your survival and expansion as an entrepreneur. Know your people well, know beings well, and be able yourself to detect the insane from the sane and don't yourself engage in injustice, savage injustice brought about because these earlier nine points of these points of group sanity dropping out, you decide to bring out the chainsaw or the machete or the club or whatever it is. You get very bloody minded. Believe me, we've all been there. Just remember these words from Mr. Hubbard. Okay. It says, justice is an effort to bring equity and peace. When one cannot detect and cure insanity, then sooner or later, justice actions will become unjust and be used by the insane. By the way, you have a lot of injustice going around in your organization. Take a look to see if you haven't got somebody who's a bit insane in a position where they can exert or deploy justice. That's generally what's happening. You have a bit of a mess on your hands, chaos of injustice, violence, you know, not necessarily having fistfights in the hallway, though it can come to that. I've seen it. But violent verbal attacks on each other and so forth. Uh, one thing you might want to do is just consider, because of our lack of the ability to detect and cure insanity, has these justice actions fallen into the hands of the insane in your group or organizations? Worth looking into. Moral of that story, though, you better know how to recognize insanity yourself and deal with it as best you can until such are cured. All right, that wraps up point number 10. We have one more to go in these points of group sanity. I hope you're getting benefit from this series. Listen to the earlier ones. If you haven't listened to them already, definitely tune in for next week's episode, which will wrap this up, the final point of the 11 points of group sanity. And um, that's about it. Write us uh, at info at wiseeastus.org if you have something kind to say, or if you have some wins, or leave us a comment. We all enjoy those, or a like. But uh, definitely communicate back to us. It keeps us motivated. We love hearing from you. So please do send in your responses. And thank you very much for listening. We'll talk again next week.